Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Half Ashed. My name is Craig Schneider. That gentleman, 1,100 miles south-southeast of me, it's Kip Fisher. And we are joined by a fabulous guest this evening who's, let's say, 1,100 miles north-northeast <laughs> of me. Uh, <laughs> and that would be Mr. Ron Plant of uh, Bodega, Bodega Cigars. And uh, I certainly think that uh, we'd like to introduced our guests. We haven't had too many of them here recently, but uh, Kip, what do you say, man? It's a good week because we got somebody to talk a little bit about here. Some cigars. Yeah. Somebody can talk besides you and a little bit of me. <laughs> I'm happy to be here, guys. We Thanks. give uh, Craig a hard time. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, I, uh, I I do get a hard time from our chat room and from our listeners who write email in. I uh, I've known been known to be a touch wordy, and so when I saw your description as a wordsmith, I got afraid that we weren't even going to hear Kip at all. <laughs> That's funny. No, I just. Uh... I've got um, a literature background, and before I got into sales, so that's uh, that's where that comes from. So I like uh, I like putting a pen to paper and coming up with uh, with different stuff. And and uh, most of the articles and most of the stuff that you read around um, the marketing for Bodega Premium Blends is uh, you know it's it's a shared process, but uh, ultimately I have the final word. So I'm pretty proud of that. Very cool. Thanks. Well. We uh, we certainly are kicking off the show here. We like to do a little bit of introduction, to find out a little bit about each other's week. And, and Ron, in your case, it's been a bit longer than a week since we've last spoken, so feel free to share any big news or important <laughs> uh, that have come up, you know, your wedding date, anything about your kids, whatever it may be. Uh, no. Well, no, I mean, uh, ultimately we're just uh, happy to be uh, part of this industry in 2015. Uh, part of House of Emilio. We've got uh, a couple of new blends, but we can talk about that uh, as the uh, as the show moves on. We've got a couple of new blends coming out, uh, probably in Q1 or early Q2 of uh, 2015. Uh, but uh, the blend you're smoking today is the uh, the reunion uh, digestivo, and uh, that's. Uh, I mean, we're four partners in the group, and uh, two tend to uh, to gravitate towards the aperitivo. And two towards the digestivo. So I don't know if I don't know if your listeners know a little bit about the concept about the reunion brand or anything like that. Well, I think it'll be a, a great forum for you to explain it to all of us here in uh, just a little bit. I know I I am interested in the concept. I think that it's uh, it's pretty cool. I like the kind of the play on the culinary arts. It yeah. seems, and uh, so I'll look forward to to hearing your thoughts on that very much. So. So before we started recording, uh, for all those who are listening, yes, uh, this week Kip did complain about the weather again. It's 53 degrees by him, so he's very, very freezy tonight. So we can all give him a hard time in the chat room. I encourage that. But uh, other than other than your toes having frostbite, Kip, how's your week been? You uh, you doing well? I'm doing just fine. <laughs> Outside of being cold. But you know what? Here in a couple of months, when I move a little further south, it's not going to be an issue. Yeah, and I'm going to have to hear you complain in summer about it still being 90 degrees at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, I can live with that. That's a tough spot to be, eh? Yeah, yeah I don't think we can even sell that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so you boys drinking anything with uh, with your cigars tonight? And Ron, are you even are you even uh, going to smoke with us this evening? 
I'm telling you where I'm at right now. I'm actually uh, traveling, and uh, the uh, the smoking the smoking rules in, up in Canada are pretty are pretty severe. I mean, you, you guys are, are are seeing some of the uh, some of the FDA rulings and some of the the city bylaws coming up. But here uh, here up in Canada, especially in Ontario, it's uh, it's it's pretty near impossible to smoke indoors mm-hmm. anymore unless you're doing it from your from your home, which uh, I'm not uh, I'm not at home right now. So. Mm. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a few cigar lounges. I I live in uh, the nation's capital in Ottawa, and there's a few grandfathered uh, cigar bars uh, in Quebec and the province of Quebec. It's about uh, 30 minutes, 40 minutes away from my place, and we usually gravitate towards there. I mean, obviously, all of the boys uh, in our neighborhood, both uh, Gino and Rob, two of the three par- two of the four partners, we live about uh, you know five minutes from from one another. And uh, we typically gravitate towards our own garages or to uh, the uh, the casino like Limi where the the grandfathered uh, lounge is is at. So, wow, yeah. that's that's awesome that the three of you guys live within just a little bit of each other. Yeah, and our fourth partner, Stefan, lives in Toronto. Uh, you know, most uh, most people are familiar with that city as opposed to Ottawa, but uh, oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Some Come of here. us that are a little further south or somewhat geographically challenged, yeah. so we have a, a few <laughs> listeners and a couple, I think, in the chat room probably tonight that are that are Canadian, and, and you know, I always feel like I should ask them if they know each other, and they may live 2,000 miles apart. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, the geography is pretty immense, so uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, well, very cool. Well, tonight's going to be a good night, not only because we've got another episode of Half Ash coming to you, which, by the way, is our 98th episode this uh, 9th day of January. So for those of you who are, are good at the uh, the arithmetic, that means in two weeks we're going to have a little bit of a special show to share with you. So uh, not exactly sure how it's going to be special, but just keep that in mind. But, uh, it certainly will be an enjoyable evening. Come the 23rd of January... Um, also want to uh, let everybody know that, I guess for a, uh, an official introduction, Ron Plant is here, and he will be joining us for uh, some introduction, general discussion, as well as hopefully some uh, random questions, some shenanigans, and uh, a little bit of an in-depth uh, digestion. Uh, did you get what I just did there? <laughs> uh, Digestivo. So, well... Yes, yes, yes. Guests, we uh, we are joined, as we said, uh, by them. We've got lots going on here besides our regular show content, news, what else you've been smoking and enjoying, and of course, and I know you'll be shocked to hear this, but maybe an opinion or two. Who'd, who'd have thunk it with with us? <laughs> well, it, it, Ron, we talked just a little bit about it, but uh, we are having mm-hmm. the Digestivo here tonight, and I mentioned yeah. something about culinary arts and the, the upper... Aperitivo, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, aperitivo, exactly. So essentially, the the reunion concept was born from from basically our own cigar experiences. When uh, when myself and the three other partners uh, gathered for for cigars, we typically always gather around mealtime, a special uh, special event, and that would be uh, that would be uh, around a mealtime. So we would have one cigar before and one cigar after, and hmm. what we found. Uh, in the boutique category, what we thought is that you know a cigar is just a cigar if it doesn't have a story to tell. So when we came up with with the brand, the reunion brand, and the binary concept for Aperitivo Digestivo, we actually we wanted to blend something that was um, you know that didn't necessarily ruin your palate before dinner, 
with the Aperitivo, a little bit uh, a medium uh, a medium type bodied smoke, and then the Digestivo with the Mexican San Andreas wrapper comes in a little bit sweeter, a little bit spicier, perfect for pairing uh, after dinner smoke. I mean, you're you're drinking what? What are you drinking with it uh, tonight, Kip? I have co coffee. <laughs> coffee, yeah, coffee is a good choice. And uh, was that cognac I seen in that little? Uh... Uh, no, it's not. It's um, it's Zaya rum. Oh well, yeah, R rum is a. Uh, I mean, rum and cigars in general is a good pairing. But um, so essentially, that's that that's uh, that's the concept around uh, the reunion brand. Um, so you know, reunion of friends and family, and the reunion of two cigars uh, around around one uh, around one meal time. So when we initially launched uh, the the brand, I mean, we weren't uh, arrogant enough to think that every person heading into a brick and mortar would leave with both an aperitivo and a digestivo. But what we wanted to do is that at least have the owners and the uh, and our supporters of the brick and mortars have a story to tell when it when when they approached uh, their client and 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 brought them to the humidor towards the uh, towards the house of Emilio section. So you know bodega reunion it has a story to tell and um, and we're, I, I think with the with the launch that we have planned in 2015, we're sticking with the binary idea again. So, huh. it's yeah. a, it's an interesting concept. I you know, um, Kip, you're gonna have to jump in here and tell me what this is. But is it table 46? 36. 36. I was close. The uh, that idea of kind of the the collective herf having a meal, enjoying a cigar uh, with friends is certainly not. Uh, um, uh, not specific to just them or just you guys. It's it's such a natural thing. I mean, I for seven or eight years I had uh, uh, a Tuesday night gathering with friends over dinner and cigars, and it's it just is such a uh, a natural pairing that works so well, no matter what the food or what the uh, the accompaniment. So yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I love the idea. Excellent, good. How are you enjoying your uh, your digestivo right now? It's, um, Kip, I've been talking a lot. Why don't you jump in first? Hang on. I think Ron was going to tell us one more thing. No, it's just um, a lot of the comments we've been getting about that particular Mexican San Andreas is that it's it's a, it's a lot more subtle than some of the because, – because of the popularity of that wrapper on the market right now, you're getting all kinds of different variations of it. But this one, uh, this one is less in your face. It's more of a uh, – it's it's a sweeter tasting uh, San Andreas wrapper. I don't know if you would agree with that. Uh, some people tend to uh, tend to taste uh, maybe some cherry or 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 something around the around those notes uh, on 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 their palate. So I, I don't know what you guys are are tasting right now, but um, that's some of the comments that have been you know prevalent. Yeah, um, I would agree with that, I, and I understand the uh, the comments of the sweetness, but it's not. Uh, it it has a little bit of a, a a twang to it, even on the the finish after a mm -hmm. retro hell, especially. Um, and it's you know it's kind of strange to say to call something a savory sweetness, but that's kind of the effect it has. Uh, what I'm really digging so far is, um, <clears throat> at times San Andreas wrapper will be so drying on the palate and kind of, you know, give you a little bit of a harshness on the finish. And I'm not getting anything like that. This this is a very nice finish so far. The Retro Hell is, you know, it's got a little bit of a, a kick to it and a little tingle through the nose, but it's not overpowering. 
Excellent. Good. I'm really grooving on it so far. Excellent. I'm, um, I, you know, I, I, I guess this might just be a, a unique thing to this cigar, or perhaps I'm just in a bit of a phase recently. I don't, I don't really recall, but I'm not really focusing on the cigar as a whole. I'm just picking out some components and thoughts about um, specific sensations or flavors I'm getting right now, and I'm kind of um, fixating on the fact that this. Uh, I, I have to absolutely echo what you just said, that this isn't necessarily, uh, oh, let's call it a, a typical San Andres uh, flavor that we're getting off of this. It almost is a little bit more reminiscent of a, a broadleaf, a Connecticut broadleaf, um, maybe even like a Pennsylvania broadleaf. It has some crispness to it. That that twang that Kip mentioned, um, it's, it, it, it's coming across as crisp or... Um, not sharp in a negative sense, but it's just it's piercing. It's it's almost um, palate cleansing. You know, it, it almost feels as if to me that this is something that I could uh, uh, make an analogy to like a sorbet. Um, that sensation where it's it's very clean. Um, it's it's not a mild cigar by any stretch of the imagination. No. Um, no, yeah, no. but I think. It has a lot to it, even though it's not polluting whatsoever. Extremely clean. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Digestivo, um, I mean, obviously what we wanted to do is, is in, in the same vein that we wanted the Digestivo to be the blend that typically would follow uh, the meal, we, we knew instinctively that if, if myself or if guys got together, if people got together and smoked, uh, Digestivo wouldn't necessarily be the last cigar of the evening, so um, mm. I think I think the sorbet uh, analogy it, it hits home because um, you're not going to ruin your palate with the Digestivo either. So if you want to follow it up with something else, uh, you'll appreciate the notes of a of a third cigar in one evening, which I think we've all done. Whether that be from the house of yeah. the Emilio family or something else, I mean that's you know that's that's, uh, that's everything's everything's relative. So. Well, mm-hmm. you you bring up something that uh, I had wanted to ask you about. House of Emilio is uh, distribution for um, for Bodega, and yeah. um, Kip actually, I believe, uh, was around when that that uh, arrangement was at its genesis. Is that right? Was it IPCPR two years ago, Kip? Yeah, that was the only time I've met Gino was at IPCPR. I was chatting with Gary, and, and he passed by, and he introduced me to him, and I, I've never had a real conversation with him. This is this is why this is kind of <laughs> we're all new to each other tonight. Yeah. No, exactly. The uh, the genesis uh, happened at IPCPR in Vegas in July uh, 2013, and um, we um, we had the press conference uh, announcing that we were joining the House of Emilio. Uh, we launched the cigar um, uh, late uh, 2013. Uh, early 2014, uh, or the official launch was at um, uh, Nat Sherman's in, in New York City uh, in December of 2013, and uh, yeah, we've been going gangbusters ever since. So we're uh, we're pretty happy with uh, with the distribution. There's been uh, there's been a few changes at House of Emilio. We've got uh, a full roster of uh, excellent uh, account executives right now across the country. So we're uh, we're pretty pumped at what 2015 uh, is going to bring. I mean, we. Uh, you know, we uh, we're excited. We're we're excited at uh, at the uh, at the upcoming year for sure. 
Oh, absolutely. I can only imagine. Um, I, <laughs> pardon me. Um, I guess another thing that I really wanted to, to talk about with you guys, and it's not so much cigar specific. Um, it almost is. Maybe we can call it uh, brand mission statement or um, how you guys want to project yourself. Your website is is on par with um, really a high-end, high-class um, projection of what you feel the bodega life really is. Um, I, and it, I have to say, it struck me as being um, <clears throat> uncommon. It seems as if we we see uh, a lot of the newer brands, the newer boutique brands, trying to be kind of a, an every man's company and projecting that um, uh, that sense of style. And I like the fact that you've broken away from that and done your own thing and done what's true to you. And um, I guess the question here, what I'd like you to expand upon, is talk a little bit about that that bodega life. It's such a, a strong part of your website and your your social media presence that it obviously is something that you guys are passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. We have um, we have two brilliant minds that uh, that have attacked, to, 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 to say the least, uh, the social media world, and that's uh, Gino and Rob. They've got uh, tons of experience in that uh, in that arena, and uh, you know they they crafted a website uh, along with the help of uh, of some uh, some colleagues. And uh, we were able to to really put the finger on exactly what you said. I mean, what what makes us tick as far as bodega is concerned. So obviously, some of the keywords that come out is you know fraternity. Uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, zest for life. Um, and what we try to do is is not only curate articles that uh, portray uh, some of the some of the you know the the finer things in life, but try to portray uh, what you know what we try to live day in day out. So that's hopefully that that comes across. I like the concept. the The tab, if you go to <clears throat> uh, bpbcigars.com, that's the Bodega Premium Blends website, and you click on the tab at the top, uh, labeled Bodega Life, you get this. It's almost a it's almost a a forum esque. Um, type setup and it does have the the articles that you're mentioning and um, they do all seem to be you know formatted to that lifestyle and I like it because I've actually read some of these articles on my own the the first of which I believe is an article with uh, that featured Michael Herklotz talking about the biggest mistakes you can make and um, I thought that was an interesting article and then to see it on here it it again it kind of has that connection you know uh, it, I didn't expect to see that on there, or something that I had consumed in my personal life. Now all of a sudden, there's there's a a draw between me, the consumer, and you, the brand owner. That hey, you know, uh, that puts us a little bit closer. It's that that idea of what the other manufacturers may be doing with the the sleeve tats and the you know uh, uh, crazy hair, and I'm a badass. Well, you guys have that connection to your your consumers in another way. You maybe are perhaps a little not more intellectual, but uh, maybe more cerebral, um, and that lines up with me definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, we uh, we know definitely. I mean, I mean, we're trying to reach across uh, different cross sections and different de demographics for sure. 
but uh, we're not going to change who we are um, just for the simple fact that we, you know, we want to uh, we want to walk in somebody else's uh, footsteps. That's that's not going to happen. That's not the bodega way. Uh, and if you know, if people want to, uh, you know, want to have flavored cigars and and want to uh, want to portray that badass image, then then fine. It's not going to be the way that uh, that bodega um, moves forward. That's for sure. I yeah, if that's them, that. that's that's. Yeah, it's exactly. I mean, and you know, I, I, I mean, you know, they they've created a a brand, and now they're. You know they've sold that brand, and uh, it's worked for them, and uh, they're uh, obviously very successful. We, uh, as a boutique company, we need to be very, very uh, cognizant of what kind of brand we 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 want to portray, and um, yeah, so we make no apologies about you know high quality, high uh, high end, and uh, and hopefully that comes across. Cool. Well, we have. Uh... I think that it does. Just to throw that out there. Um, <laughs> Good. Um, we have some. I hate to use the term, uh, you know, can questions. Things that we've kind of got stock, but um, it's a couple fun ones, and it usually serves to uh, stoke the conversation because it might be a little bit different than you'd expect to hear okay. uh, in other in, in other interviews. So I'm going to throw a couple of those <laughs> at you here. All right. So. You've been in the industry for a couple of years now. You've certainly been a part of it, even just as a consumer, for much longer than that. Yeah. Um, if somebody put you on the spot and asked you what was wrong with the cigar industry or what's the biggest issue facing the cigar industry now, how would you answer that? Whew. The biggest. Well, I mean, I think, I think we, you know, anyone that is dealing uh, or. or or has sales in the U.S. right now has to be a little bit concerned about what's going on with the FDA. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, we live north of the border. We know what uh, government uh, intervention looks like, where um, you know you cannot enter a humidor and make your own selections. You have to look through a catalog, and 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 basically, none of the marketing ideas, none of the concepts that the boutique brands. Uh, that that really makes them stand out. You don't see any of that in Canada because it's all it, it, it's all lost in, in, in catalogs, and it comes upon a recommendation of someone uh, that goes into the humidor for you. So I mean, you know, that's that's probably the one thing um, that is not necessarily controlled by the cigar industry, but is influenced by the cigar industry, and that's the FDA. Not mm. sure exactly what um, you know what what final how that's going to the, the the final look is going to be like, but um, you know but hopefully we uh, you know we uh, we navigate through that. Yeah, I mm, I think without question that's that's probably the most pressing uh, shall we call it just a. Um, health of the industry you know it's the biggest most important aspect to address from that perspective but um, uh, and you're right you bring up a good point you're a Canadian company you're based uh, north of the United States but it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't still have a, an eye on the American market um, it's a great point I mean and the, the American market may be what you guys are even focusing on I I guess a simple question yeah. is, is what do you Truly feel the Canadian market is uh, in regard to non-Cubans. 
Yeah, well, that, that's a very good point. I mean, here in Canada, because of the prevalence of uh, um, uh, Cuban cigars, um, you know, the the and because of the the high price, uh, because of the taxes, it makes uh, for Nicaraguan and Dominican blends or even Honduran blends. Uh, it makes it very, very difficult to stand out. We've decided to play in the U.S. market because it's the number one market uh, in the world. Uh, House of Emilio distributes in the U.S., and uh, we want it to be uh, we want it to be a relevant player in the U.S. So, despite the fact that we're ge geographically located and and live in Canada, we play uh, mainly uh, in the U.S. So, uh, our uh, our blends are Nicaraguan. Uh, they're they're made in Nicaragua. And uh, the aperitivo is a Nicaraguan puro with um, filler uh, from uh, Condega and Jalapa regions. The binder is proprietary. Uh, and uh, same goes for the uh, digestivo with the Mexican San Andreas wrapper. So, mm. you know, we wanted, to, uh, we wanted to play in the U.S. market. Um, one of the things that I think, just to get back to your first question regarding the cigar industry, is the is the trend, and I'm not sure. I mean, we're headed maybe the opposite way. Is the trend towards the larger gauge sizes? I think that just like our website in Bodega Life, we wanted to be true to ourselves. We tried the larger ring gauges uh, when it came to the digestivo and the aperitivo, and we just lost everything we were striving for as far as the taste goes. So, regardless of whether or not other larger companies, whether it be boutique brands or the larger established brands, are going with a 6x60, a 7x70, and what do I see now, an 8x80 or something like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, we're going the other way uh, with uh, with smaller smaller sizes of 4x44 that we're launching uh, just before or after the reflection line that, that's coming out uh, in the spring. So um, only because we wanted to be true to ourselves and we think that a lot of the flavor is lost because of just the the, the amount of filler that's in those larger ring gauges 100% so, I mean, 100% yeah yeah we've had that discussion many times and i have to apologize for my even more quieter self than normal i'm, I'm having some audio troubles and been working on it i think i'm getting them ironed out but uh, we we've had that discussion uh, countless times and because the two of us are bigger fans of smaller rings and, and you know there there are the odd companies that blend to a bigger ring and then begin with that and work on a plan to to work with that and then there's those from mostly especially from the earlier days of the 6x60 who would blend to Corona or something else and then just pack it full of some extra you know, Velado or whatever yeah. into the filler just to to make up space and, and so yeah, I'm just not especially comfortable with the bigger ones. More power to the guys that enjoy them. I know mm -hmm. that's a huge part of the market, but yeah. when I'm buying cigars, my yeah, when I'm buying cigars personally, I typically stick between 46 and 50 rings, almost almost universally. Yeah, and I'd say I'm typically smaller than that. I, I'll um, I love a Lancero or uh, what I'll call a Leguito number two, which is essentially just a shorter Lancero. But my bread and butter is a, a Corona, Petit Corona, Trey Petit Corona, and yeah. sometimes up to a Lonsdale. I, I live and die by the 42 ring. Right on. What do you guys think of the um, 
of the new ruling where uh, American visitors to Cuba can bring back up to $100 worth of uh, Cuban cigars. Is that is that gonna is well, that gonna mean a lot to a lot of Americans? I don't even know how many Americans are actually allowed to to visit Cuba. So. It's not many. I mean, yeah. there's still no tourism. There's zero right. tourism. It's, it's you know, if you're there for some educational purpose or journalism yeah. or or you know agriculture or humanitarian visits, that, those kind of things, they still have to go through a permitting process and, and get an approval to even make right. the trip. And we, we're not allowed to just go to some third market, some other country, and bring back Cuban goods. It has to be, you know, it can only be brought back from a trip, a trip directly to Cuba. So uh -huh. I, I really don't think, that as it stands today, it's that big a change. You know, it, okay. we we spent an hour uh, talking about this a couple weeks ago, and and you know, it's a step. And, and you know, if it's a step in the right direction, I don't know. It's a step in a different direction from something that hasn't been especially fruitful for the past 53 years. So we're, we're kind of just waiting to see what happens next, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, personally, myself, I mean, we have access to Cuban cigars. And if you guys would, you know, peek in my, my personal humidor at home, I would say it only represents about maybe 10% of the cigars that I have uh, that are Cuban. Uh, I, I tend to gravi gravitate towards, uh, you know, towards blends from Nicaragua, from Dominican, only because just like wines, I mean, they have access to all kinds of tobaccos from all over the world, and um, you know the subtleties that are that are achieved at, at, at some of these uh, some of these cigar manufacturers are are, are quite astounding versus uh, the Cuban cigar, which is Cuban tobacco through and through. You know, and uh, the Pinar del Rio region or other regions from the island, um, you know, a Cuban cigar is a Cuban cigar. I mean, you do get subtleties between uh, a Monte Cristo number two and, and, and some of the lighter smokes like, uh, you know, a Robina or something like that. But, I mean, typically I, I, I would say 80% of my cigars are all from outside of Cuba in my personal humidor at home. Hmm. I... <clears throat> Forgive me, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and this may not be you. I, I've done a lot of reading in the last few days, but is your website, is Bodega's website, um, the site that um, equates non-Cuban cigars, or Nicaragua uh, specifically, to the Napa Valley of um, the wine industry, that you know, if France is Cuba, then... Uh, Nicaragua is Napa, and it has developed what many view are superior products to the motherland, the mainland. That is a very, very strong argument, and I think if you were to attach the bodega name to that comment, it wouldn't necessarily be all that um, all that off. What I'm saying is that there's there's a lot of truth to that. Um, we think. Personally, that our cigars can can stand toe to toe, -to -toe with uh, a lot of the Cuban offerings, um, and um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think a lot of the mythology that goes around uh, where real Cuban cigars aren't accessible um, tends to maybe you know fog people's judgment when it comes to appreciating what it, what a good cigar tastes tastes mm. like. So uh, that's that's just my opinion. I mean, I'll I'll let the uh, I'll uh, I'll let the other three partners uh, you know speak their minds regarding that, but I I think we're 
we're typically in agreement when it comes to uh, to cigars. I mean, it's uh, you know we love the stuff that's being made uh, in Nicaragua for sure. Well, I um, I'm a bit of a player when it comes to cigars. I uh, I often will take a wrapper off, smoke a wrapper separately, or um, cut an inch of the wrapper off and just smoke the cigar sans wrapper, just binder and filler. Um, and I've done that with the Digestivo, and I'm just getting back to the point when the wrapper is burning, and I looked down at the cigar for the first time in a bit and noticed that, oh, hey, there was a flavor change. I looked down, and it had just gotten to the point when that wrapper had reemerged. I had noticed that without this San Andres, it had a much more dusty quality to it, a much more dusty characteristic, and not as much sweetness. Um, and then the second that that wrapper started combusting again and I was pulling it in as part of the draw, um, that flavor transitioned over very much to that kind of cherry sweetness. You know, this is not a, um, an, uh, I was going to call it a, an harmoniac. Um, you know what I'm saying. This yeah, is not, uh, um, thank you, uh, a flavored <laughs> cherry. You know, it, yeah. it's very much of a natural kind of stewed fruit, that natural sweetness to it. Um, and it absolutely comes through, and uh, it's obvious. It's definitely part of the blend, and it contributes a lot of character to this. Fantastic. No, I mean it's. Um, um, I think a, a lot of. I mean, the the way that you describe yourself as far as being a player, I th I think yeah, I think that that's a little bit maverick when it comes to smoking cigars. Most people will just you know smoke a cigar uh, according to the rules that they read on the internet or according to. Uh, you know, cigar aficionado rules, and, and I appreciate the fact that you you're willing to experiment uh, because it, it it does show you uh, it does teach you a lot of things about the, the 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 quality of the cigar. I mean, just the fact that you've seen those those qualities uh, to use it, to reignite those, those those flavors as soon as you uh, reach the, the the Mexican San Andreas is, is speaks volumes. If you want to talk about being a maverick. We could talk about another character, or let's just call it uh, a flaw. I won't call it a character <laughs> trait. I'll call it a flaw. I I, uh, I have been known at times to actually consume cigar ash, uh, and that <laughs> sounds ridiculously idiotic, but um, cigar ash, cigar tobacco ash is not like that that image that uh, is conjured up in people's minds when you think of ingesting ash, like, you know, somebody ashed their uh, Marlboro Red into a Coke can and you took a drink out of it. It's nothing like that. Um, ash from cigar tobacco can very much at times have a salty characteristic characteristic, or almost a buttery characteristic. Um, there can be almost a, a flower or like a, a wheat type sensation if you were to put flour on your tongue if the tobacco is extremely youthful or under-processed um, and there's a lot of tannin still in it, it can have that drying sensation. Um, so it, if you want to talk about being crazy and uh, breaking from the mold of what a lot of people do, I think there's there's benefit and uh, knowledge that can be gained from a thousand and one different ways of consuming a cigar. Um, and I think that it ultimately educates you. It tells you something about uh, um, the soils tells you something about how that uh, product was processed, and and there can be a lot to it. Now, am I ever going to identify a cigar by how the ash tastes? No, but it it just perhaps let's just say it gives you a little bit more uh, well-rounded image of what the product could be. 
that's uh, that's the first time I hear that. I mean, it's um, have I tasted hash <laughs> before? Yes, absolutely, but probably accidentally more than anything. <laughs> yeah, the uh, only time I've tasted ash is when I did just what he said in the car. I've knocked it off in my coffee cup before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the chat room is having a blast with this one. Dude, WTF, if I want to eat ash on purpose, uh, I'll yeah, let my I wife think, do the grilling. <laughs> I think I'll just stick with butter, butter and salt and flour and let you eat the ash. Uh, yeah, 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 I know. But the point being is that, uh, you know, you go about life uh, uh, and you just follow the masses. You smoke your cigar. You set it down at halfway because, hey, that's what Zeno Davidoff said to do. Um, there's an awful lot that you won't experience. So uh, I've just never been one to be restricted by those constraints. I've never, never experienced a burning ash in my eye on purpose either. <laughs> I'm not going to try it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're crazy. All right, I'll demonstrate. Put a little ash on my finger right here. It's not much, you know, nothing crazy. And just put it on your tongue, and you get a bit of sensation. It's an incredibly sweet flavor from this cigar. Incredibly sweet. Buttery, it just fades away instantaneously. No grit, uh, none whatsoever. It seems to be very well processed. I feel so, like you're just pulling my leg, man. I'm not. Try it. Kip, you got the cigar lit. Put the small little bit on your finger. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, man. They are having a field day in the chat room. This is excellent. I bet. Uh, too bad I had to drop out. <laughs> that's funny. You know, hey, uh, I, I don't mean to uh, be asking you a question you aren't prepared to answer, but... Um, I don't really see anywhere on the website where it talks about where your products are manufactured. Are they rolled in Nicaragua, and <laughs> is that a, a factory we can discuss, or with blenders that we can talk about, or is it strictly you? Um, they are rolled in Nicaragua, and uh, we're not privy, uh, or we're not privy, we're not really allowed <laughs> to say where they're, where they're rolled, but if I told you that... Um, it's likely one of the oldest companies in Nicaragua that might ring a bell without naming them. Um, it's uh, we're pretty proud of the fact that um, the uh, the quality of the of the product is top notch. And for the reflection line um, here, just to speak a little bit about the reflection line and and the manufacturer. So the reunion line was based around a gathering before and after dinner. The reflection line is more, um, again, it, 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 it reflects, to use the word, uh, on our own cigar experiences where um, instead of smoking a, 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 around a group of friends, we also smoke cigars solo. So when we're, when we're, when we're alone, uh, after a hard day's work. So the reflection line is going to be the Reposo and the Profundo. Again, a binary concept both rolled in Nicaragua. One's going to be an Ecuadorian wrapper, the other one's going to be a Connecticut, uh, but they're going to be rolled in Nicaragua uh, from the same manufacturer of the Reunion brand. So we're, uh, we're pretty pumped about that. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess it, 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 it goes back to the question, uh, is Bodega married to Nicaraguan tobacco? Uh, we're not married, but uh, we do love it a lot. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's that stole the words right out of my mouth there. <clears throat> Are you guys experimenting with other tobaccos uh, in your blends, or do you do you have desire to do that? Well, yes. Um, I don't even know if I should I should say this, but uh, here it goes. So uh, Gino and I are probably headed down to Cuba in uh, in February, only to um, obviously not to to bring back any kind of <laughs> of, of tobacco to uh, enjoy to the, the States. festival. Yeah, but no, but we're we want to uh, we have visited in the past, but we want to see exactly what uh, uh, if there's anything that we can take from uh, from Cuba back to our. Uh, Back to our manufacturing in Nicaragua, not necessarily as far as uh, product, but maybe. Uh, anyways, I'll just leave it at that. Um, there's also um, there's also uh, we have a very strong connection with Jose Blanco, and uh, his affiliation with the Dominican is is quite obvious. He's been a mentor to us uh, probably for the past four years now. And uh, so we're looking at uh, perhaps doing something with, not necessarily with him, but with some of his contacts in Dominican uh, in, in, the, in the upcoming year. So that's, uh, that's another, you know, um, giving you guys a little bit of a, of a peek into, into what the, the pipeline looks like at, at Bodega. Cool. Well, that's, well, uh, that's excellent. When you uh, get to doing something with those contacts, give me a buzz. I will be moving to the Dominican somewhere about April. Moving? Yeah. Wow, good for you. Yeah. You know what? I, I, if I can just jump back to the cigar for a minute here. Mm -hmm. This thing is smoking incredibly slow for me, and I, I notoriously smoke faster than Craig. And we've been going, I guess, 45 minutes now, and I still got three and three quarters inches left out of five of this thing, so I barely smoked an inch of it. That's a that's a pretty big deal for a robusto for me. <laughs> I am just past you. I've got about three and five eighths. Which and, again, this is the second week in a row you're beating me, or I'm beating you. Yeah. Hmm. Must be the cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me it's the draw, because I won't believe you. <laughs> oh no, draw is perfect. Matter of fact, the overall the construction on on both these I'm looking at I have another one right here um, is outstanding. I don't I mean I don't see not even handling dings on these things which I'm I like to pick on sometimes. Um, looks great. The draw is perfect. The wrap's perfect. I don't see any voids or gaps. No density changes. Very well made. Well, one thing is obvious. You guys definitely spared no expense when it came to quality of your wrapper. This is uh, this is just about the prettiest San Andres wrapper that I've seen. They can at times have a a bit of a a shadowy or a ghost-like appearance on San Andres. It 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 can be graying almost, and uh, this to me is just absolutely stunningly beautiful. It really is a high-quality appearance to it. Well, thank you. I mean, we high-quality uh, leaf. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I mean, we. Um, mm -hmm. And like I said, we're we're very very fortunate to be working with with the folks that uh, we work with. So uh, and, uh, we're going to keep that relationship alive uh, for the foreseeable future. Yeah, if, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Well, this ain't broke, I'll tell you. 
Well, we talked a little bit about uh, you know perhaps some aspects of the cigar industry that are are frightening or that aren't exactly uh, uh, as great as we would all hope they would be. But talk a little bit about some uh, some really great times or really um, enjoyable aspects of the industry and uh, working with Bodega that uh, that you've had. Tell us uh, a little bit about some things that are memories, I guess, that you look back on as being positive. Well, I think, I mean, uh, first of all, I mean, the, uh, the partnership that we have at Bodega is, uh, stems from a, a long-life friendship. And just, uh, just to be able to work with friends in an industry that, uh, that we love, uh, you know, is, is right out of the gate is something that, that, that was really important to us. Um, what we've seen, um, and this is not just blowing smoke, to, to, to use a pun, uh, is that there's a real um, there's a real fraternity uh, within the industry where people, um, from what I can tell, they're genuine. They really want us to to succeed. So, um, you know, um, there I'm not going to say that there's not uh, uh, some comp obviously the competition's there and it, it's increasing every year, but uh, but generally that's 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 been. Uh, that's been one of the observations that I've had, is that uh, people are coming to us and, and, and offering help. Like I said, I mean, just the mere fact that uh, one of the industry giants, uh, Jose Blanco, has, uh, has acted as a de facto mentor to, to most of us, uh, it means a lot. So, I mean, that's, uh, that's something you don't see. I mean, um, a few of the partners are entrepreneurs uh, in other industries, and uh, it's pretty cutthroat. Uh, you don't you don't see that too too much in, in in the cigar industry. I mean, obviously there's there's examples of that, and if you really want to dig down, uh, anyone will be able to find that. But uh, but that's been uh, that's been probably the the, the biggest uh, observation. And um, yeah, and I mean you know getting on the road uh, with uh, with the House of Emilio reps and uh, and hanging out with uh, whether it be Gino, Steph, or Rob uh, for a week or weekend at a time, it, it, it it's it, it's it's a great way to, to, to spend time with uh, with our friends, you know. Mm. I just noticed that uh, Gino was actually in the chat room. I just sent him a, a link to the Hangout if he wants to join us. Oh. Uh, that Cigar G in the chat room? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, there you go. I, he had some comments like he was very much in the know, but I wasn't quite <laughs> sure about that. <laughs> yeah, that's his Twitter uh, Twitter handle. Yeah, Cigarji. I just I just call him Hefe. <laughs> 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 hmm. So cool. you you mentioned earlier you got a couple things in the pipeline. You uh, talked about the. Uh, what, the reflection? I've, I've already forgotten now. Yeah. Was that one of two or two within that line? So exactly. Just like the reunion line has, uh, it's a binary product with the aperitivo and the digestivo, the reflection line will also uh, give the cigar consumer an opportunity uh, at, uh, at two cigars. We're going to call one the Reposo and one the Profundo. So okay, what are, so yeah so uh, basically again with the Spanish with, which means rest and uh, and then profound reflection or deep thought if you will uh, when it comes to basically 
I liken it to a state of meditation when it comes to cigar smoking and, and smoking a cigar alone. Um, after a hard day's work, uh, you know, the, 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 the kids are with mom or whatever the case may be, you're in the backyard, and you can hear the birds, and you've got uh, a cold beverage in front of you or a hot coffee, whatever the case may be. It's just, you know, I liken it to a meditative state. It, it's time to reflect on it, and, um, and that's where the reflection brand comes from. So you have an opportunity to rest with the reposo, an opportunity to go into deep thought with the profundo. Hmm. It's going to, um, <coughs> I'm sorry, excuse me, going to be in the same three Vitolas? Uh, yes. Uh, we're looking at uh, the, 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 the same three sizes. Uh, we may launch with uh, the smaller 4x44 right away. Um, and, um, you know, I'm at 10% with my battery, guys, just uh, as an FYI. Um, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean that uh, that's some of the exciting stuff that we have for 2015. We're also uh, courting um, a celebrity. Uh, I'm not I'm not at liberty to say right now who it is, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I'm going to tease you with that. But maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe if if you can reach G on the chat line and if he gives me the thumbs up, then. Uh, then maybe I'll be able to say something, but uh, because at this point it's just we're just in, in, in talk. So that that's something that um, that's something we're looking at too is um, the use of um, because there we have been uh, proactive in the uh, in the Hollywood scene, so to speak. So we've we've sponsored the Icon Men event around the Oscars about a year ago. And uh, we were also at the Toronto Film Festival. So a few of the a few of the, the heavy hitters uh, have come to appreciate our blend and, and, and have asked us if we've thought of pairing up with a celebrity. And um, and so you know that that might be uh, that might be something that we're doing in in, in the new year. Nothing has been uh, nothing has been signed right now. Nothing has been solidified. Um, you know. And that's the, you know that's just some some of the stuff that we're doing out of the box. I mean, one of the things that we're really proud of is that uh, we've partnered up with uh, a Canadian uh, UFC fighter, and we sponsor all his after parties. So uh, Mitch Gagno is a bantamweight. He just fought recently in Brazil uh, against the ex-champ uh, Renan Barral. Gave him uh, two and a half really hard rounds and ended up losing uh, by tap out. Uh, to uh, side choke, but uh, yeah. So we've, uh, you know, these are some of the things that uh, that we've done a little bit uh, differently than other cigar companies. Um, we obviously can't be associated to anything near the octagon, but uh, but when it comes to after parties, then uh, then sky's the limit. So that's, you know, that's that's another thing that that characterizes Bodega as uh, basically a player onto itself into the whole cigar world. I, Kip did it earlier, so I'm going to do it now. I kind of want to circle the conversation back to the cigar. I I had kind of overlooked this or or let it pass about 15 minutes ago, um, thinking that it was just a little too silly to bring up. But the flavor is not going away for me. Um, that's just it's so random and weird. I need to mention it. Has anybody ever talked about getting a, a almost a cheese-like bouquet 
uh, almost like a, a nutty Parmesan-like or or Pecorino aroma or flavor. Excuse me. If you say marzipan, we're done with this. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I'm I'm never going to debate someone's palate. So, I mean, if that's what you're getting, Craig, I I respect that. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, 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 have I tasted? Have I tasted? Uh, you know, toasted uh, toasted almonds, toasted. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, good for you for having that kind of palate. <laughs> he pulls one out of the air sometimes. <laughs> No, no, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I get crap out of people sometimes. Oh, well. Oh, very cool. You, you, you know, I, I, um, I say it all the time that, uh, <laughs> Bohunt and Hoosier in the chat room blames it on me tasting the ash. Uh, um, I, I say it all the time on our, uh, on our forum. It's kind of a, a known thing for me. I, I'll claim all the time that my passion is passion. Um, I love the fact that it's just completely, um, absolutely without question, uh, contagious. If you are around, some, well, if I am around someone who you can tell just loves what it is that they're involved in, and they just they ooze that passion. Um, it's absolutely contagious, and you know we've spoken to a lot of people, and uh, both recorded as well as uh, not on half ashed. Um, and you can tell that there are a lot of people who are doing an interview because oh, I need to get the you know the word out there about the brand, whatever it may be. And then there are the people who are talking about it because they love talking about it. And uh, I, I dig that. I'm I'm enjoying the conversation because it seems like we're sitting in the same room having a cigar together, where it's just natural flow of you talking about something that you're passionate about and us listening and asking you questions because we're interested in it. Um, and I dig that. It's 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 very obvious. I mean, Gino doesn't have to be in the chat room. You don't have to be as as uh, uh, well as much as what I think uh, uh, or, or as much as I think you really are. You're acting very much like yourself and um, that's refreshing and it comes across and I think that it speaks volume to the integrity of the brand. Um, so I appreciate that. Not just the cigar, but uh, what's behind the cigar. Well, Gino, did, Gino did mention in the chat room that he is Italian, so maybe that's where your cheese is coming from. <laughs> maybe. I suppose anything's possible. <laughs> hmm. Well, I really appreciate the wrapper on here. It does it, it does lend a lot to the flavor. It changes the blend a little bit, um, it, just enough to where it it has a, a unique character to it. Um, mm -hmm. I like that a lot. It it definitely pushes it in another direction. I really like yeah, that. Yeah, that I mean that's uh, that's an that's an excellent observation. I mean it's um, you guys obviously because of the prevalence of of Mexican San Andreas, you guys have probably smoked a lot of different kind of, you know, oscuros in the past year. And I would tend to say that, you know, when you smoke a digestivo, even if you take the bands off, you'll recognize what makes a digestivo digestivo. It's not it's not a, a typical Mexican San Andreas. So I think we I think we hit the mark with this one for sure. I think so too. I totally agree that it's 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 not 
uh, it's not the uh, stereotype of of Mexicans on Andres. Yeah. Yeah, Kip, you are the the San Andreas. Uh, well, I'll call it a San Andreas lover. So uh, uh, to get that praise from you is uh, is high praise. That says doubly much. I am, but I may not have identified this by looking and, and touching it. It's it's not you know it doesn't have the same um, texture and the dryness I mentioned earlier. It doesn't come across with that. As, and and that's not a universal characteristic, of course, but it's pretty common. So, but I'm digging it. I like it a lot. Is it me or is it broadleaf esque? A little bit, but it but it's uh, it's kind of it's a little smoother. It's not maybe quite as rustic looking as broadleaf. It's a very. Oh, I, I I mean the the change in flavor that kind of Christmas oh. that that sweet. Yeah. Uh, it, it, maybe not it, the uh, not the same kind of toasty character, I guess, that I get maybe commonly from Broadleaf. But yeah, I can I can go along with that. Hmm. Very cool. I'm enjoying the cigar. It's uh it's a journey, no doubt. And I have to say, I, I mentioned in the beginning, I find it incredibly clean on the palate. I love that. I agree. Sorry, I got distracted by Zedman in the chat room. Another connect Canadian in the chat room. <laughs> Do you guys know each other? <laughs> <laughs> Not even yeah. sure where Zedman is right now. As a matter of fact, I don't know what part of the country he's in. That's funny. He's always Canadian. Hmm. I'm well, down to s single digits for uh, for Power Boys. I apologize. I should. No uh, worries. I should have prepared. Not a problem at all. We. Uh, I think we have beaten you to death with questions, and it's not a secret at this point. We're both really enjoying the cigar, um, and like we mentioned, you're welcome to stay as long or as short as you can. We've got an hour in, and we have other show notes as a backup, uh, so uh, if you need to, to sign off, that is perfectly okay. Well, I appreciate your comments. I appreciate your time. Um, I know that Gino wanted to be a part of this uh, tonight, but he, uh, unfortunately, I mean, he's participating in the chat room, but he's probably got a room full of kids, so... Yep, maybe, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what he said. What's yeah, that's probably what's going on right now. Uh, he's got three boys at home, and um, and uh, he usually has a, all kinds of family over as well, so um, when we when we talk about uh, a role model that uh, that exemplifies what Bodega really, really means, uh, it's, it's Sigarji. He takes family... He takes family seriously. He takes his friends to to, to heart, and uh, he's uh, he's really the uh, the embodiment of what Bodega means to uh, to the brand. So uh, cool. Uh, yeah. uh, that 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 speaks more to the integrity of the brand and the people behind it. I, I like that. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure in the in the near future he will be participating as soon as he can for sure. Yeah, and bless his heart for having three boys at home. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I got one boy and one girl, and man, that that's all I can yeah. handle. <laughs> yeah, well, R Rob's got three boys too, so it's crazy. It's, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Man, oh man. Well, I uh, I have to thank you for coming on. Thank you for. Uh, uh, talking a little bit about this cigar and the company as a whole, as well as uh, your partners, your own beliefs on uh, 
the industry as well as uh, as the people in it and your partners. It's it's nice to hear. It's refreshing, and it uh, certainly is an enjoyable cigar. So, this uh, digestivo is has been enjoyable, and I look forward to having it for the rest of our show here. So. Um, if you want to sign off uh, and uh, download the show later on, we'll be sure to put all the nasty stuff right at the end so you have to listen to the whole thing to really hear about it all. <laughs> Excellent. Well, th thanks again for your time, fellas. Uh, yeah, it's not that I want to sign off. It's a mere fact that I may just have to before the phone dies. So uh, appreciate your time once again, and uh, we'd love to join you as soon as, uh, as soon as you guys get your hands on the new line, uh, the reflection line for sure. Excellent. Well, and Gino passes along his love from the chat room. Excellent. Good. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Ron. It All was right. a pleasure meeting you and speaking. Thanks, fellas. Bye-bye now. Take Bye. care. Excellent. Well, that was uh, quite a uh, quite a guest here. We blew through an hour of the show, and it seemed like it was a blink of an eye. I enjoyed that, enjoyed the conversation, and certainly I'm enjoying the cigar. Yeah, me too. I'm uh, I'm actually digging it a lot. I've had a couple of these. Gino actually sent an extra or two, and I hoarded those off and have smoked them along the way. So <laughs> you yeah, missed out on yeah, yeah. Hey, I sent you multiples. You didn't. I believe I got two. Well, that's that's more than one. That'd be multiple, wouldn't it? That that would be multiple. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else we got going on tonight? You want to jump into a little bit of news? Well, we can do whatever the hell we want. It's our show, remember? Yeah, these are. There's only a couple of stories on here, and they're pretty quick. So let's just see what we got. Got one last final grave update out of Nebraska. Uh, we've talked about this story a couple of times in the past three months or so. That or four months has been going on. Um, you may remember that there was uh, a smoking ban in place that had an exemption for cigar bars and lounges. And uh, one enterprising young retail owner thought he didn't like that. He wanted to get some more exemptions. And once the case got to the state uh, Supreme Court, they pretty much said the exemptions are bad and you will no longer be able to smoke in cigar lounges. And quite a bit of legal wrangling has gone on in recent weeks, and we were kind of left in limbo, not knowing how it was going to go. There, there were you know some lawyers trying to uh, get the uh, the court to rehear the case and and go through it again. And just last week, they have officially, formally, and finally denied that. So as of this past Tuesday, it is illegal to smoke in a cigar bar in the state of Nebraska, and so those owners should have already taking care of business and eliminated smoking from their establishments by now, and if not, they're facing some hefty fines and losses of liquor licenses if they continue. I uh, I have to say it's, it's quite a, a dark day, or has been quite a dark day for the Nebraskan cigar scene, but um, objectively speaking on this uh, on this news article here, um, it is quite the smart move for the loss of liquor license uh, to be used as a threat here, because I, I mean I've I have heard of bars in New York City that allow smoking and say what the hell we'll just pay the fine, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, so to to take that threat or wave that threat over their head is uh, that's a good play, well played, unfortunately. 
Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure how licensing works in Nebraska, but in Florida, they, it's kind of a lottery system. There are X number of licenses per X number of residents in each county, and once those are occupied, there are no more until somebody closes shop or sells their license uh, on the secondary market. So it's not uncommon for somebody to pay you know, half a million dollars or more to get a liquor license because it's not available in that county and there's no way there's going to get one otherwise. And wow. they'll just buy out another bar. Um, so, you know, if it's a similar system there, that it's not just a $1,000 fine to, to continue. You lose that license is a really big deal. I have taken the wrapper off this Digestivo. Mm -hmm. And I am smoking it on its own. It is the most meaty, woody, grill-inducing uh, or reminiscent of grill flavors that I've ever gotten from a cigar this side of the Frank Herrera biography. Hmm. Interesting. And However, I do not, not get that from the cigar as a whole. Not interesting enough for me to pull the wrapper off because I'm kind of digging it with the wrapper. Oh, it's it's great with the wrapper, but the wrapper itself is smoking beautifully, and the the I have to say the ash on the single leaf burning is is perfect. It's staying lit. <laughs> I thought you meant the ash tasted good. No, no, I uh, <laughs> I have a friend of mine who's an MD who who kind of gave me a nudge on the arm one day and was like, hey, you, you you realize that the majority of carcinogens are left over in the ash, so every time you eat that, it's totally worse for you than smoking a cigar. Oh, no, I didn't realize that. Thank you. So I don't do it very often anymore, but uh, it was kind of one of those uh, idiots. Stop that. Psychological condition for folks who eat ashes, you know, chronically, not chronically, habitually. Really? I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what it's called, but I've seen that before. Uh, well, maybe I have a problem. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, let's see. I really uh, like this wrapper leaf. It's very good. Oh, that's good to know. Well. Yeah. No. Go ahead. What's that? No, I, I was going to talk a little bit about the LFD story here. Yeah. Do it. Well, uh, another uh, news story we've discussed a bit in the past, at least one previous time, I think more than that. Um, but finally, after a bit of a delay, the 20th anniversary Steins from La Florida Minicana are out. Uh, as we talked, they were due out a couple months back, probably the last time we discussed this story, but uh, they finally shipped this week. Um, the first run of 3,000 Steins, uh, which will include 20 of the 1994 they recently released, but with a twist. Uh, the wrapper on the Stein version will be a uh, yet again, another Mexican San Andres Maduro, rather than the non-Maduro version that's already available. And depending on demand, uh, a thousand more could be produced in the subsequent mm -hmm. round. So. Interestingly, the cap on the Stein is a neat feature that kind of represents Lido's hat, which uh, it really is kind of a, a, a cool little feature. I like it a lot. Um, and pricing is set, which I, I know we have discussed before, at 250 bucks for those 20 cigars in the Stein. So Yeah, I mean, that comes out to 12.50 a stick, but realistically, when you throw the price of the Stein in there, that even knocks some off of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that Stein's, it's a beautiful piece. and I mean, it really is a beautiful piece, no doubt about it. It, it is. I mean, I don't know that I want to go 
pay 250 bucks just to get the Stein, but the Stein's pretty dang cool. No, but uh, those 1994s aren't too shabby either. They're not, and the ones that come in the Stein will have a different wrapper on them. Yep. Cool. <laughs> well, I'm, kinda, I, I, I'm not going to say too much because we're going to have the 1994 coming up as a cigar of the week. I'm infatuated with it, man. I love that cigar. I would love to try it with the Maduro wrapper. So if I uh, find a spot that's breaking those up, I'll pick up a couple of them. That's a very smart move. I would be I would be very interested in hearing about that. I you know I have to say I in my life I have uh, <laughs> uh, come to the party late on a lot of things. Um, I hated you know musically I absolutely hated um, Smashing Pumpkins until about 2005. You know that that was a little late considering they had already broken up and I think gotten back together and broken up again at that point. But you know I I, I tend to find things uh, after everybody else has loved them and I am that way with La Florida Minicana. Um, I could not stand their double harrow chisel. Uh, let's make it stronger than sin and try to make you not be able to walk after you're done with the cigar. I just I hated those cigars and it was absolutely in my head. I made myself not enjoy them, and uh, it really just comes down to after I objectively tried them and started with a blend that was a little more in line with my liking, the Airbender. Oh, um, dude! I, I just love the Airbender. Oh, me too. I realized how much skill there is there and, and how much. Even in the stronger cigars, there is that that is enjoyable. I mean, it, they're I don't know. Lito's ability to put together a blend is uh, really, really overlooked. I think as uh, as far as skilled people out of the Dominican. Mm-hmm. Mm. I agree. The Airbender was the the turning point for me. I didn't just detest their cigars, but I didn't. I can't say that I bought very many of them. But when that Airbender came out and the little Corona size, I think they called it the Poderoso, um, I just I felt hard for that cigar. I can't even begin to guess how many of them I smoked. Uh, I think it's still a fantastic blend. I um I was in in 2011, yeah, 2011, early 2011. I was in the Dominican, and uh, that was probably the time. Actually, that was the first time that I had an Airbender. Yeah, it was 2011. It was the first time I had an Airbender, and I was going to uh, one of Lido's fields. And it was just one of those, you know, you're you're in the freaking Dominican. You can't help but be in a good mood, you know? And so I finally objectively enjoyed the stick and realized how fan-flippantastic it was and uh, really, really fell in love with his methods just how they were so open and willing to share some of the different things that they do. The idea of of growing seedlings to about six inches high and then running over them with a push lawnmower and almost chopping off the entire plant, but just making it so that plant was barely alive and it had to develop an incredibly strong root system, which promoted a much more... Um, developed and hardier plant as it grew to maturity in 60 days later, 40 days later. 
their willingness to demonstrate that and talk about that's one of the things that builds their strength and increases their their richness in their tobacco. I I just fell in love with it all over and realized they're not just some schmucks who are trying to get in on the on the strong cigar phase. It, it's just a cool, it was a really cool eye-opening experience. Yeah, I mean, and things like that are not just one-sided. I mean, they they produce a better product, a, a hardier plant, but uh, it, it's largely, it's hugely efficient when you're not investing all the time and money and effort into plants that are not good producers. Hmm. Are you still in the in the chat room? Gino just asked you a question. I just just went by. Yes, I am looking to move in late April. Is what uh, the current goal is. Uh, I know you, you probably are not up to date, but <laughs> I was slated to move in December and have had a little set back with some health troubles and I'm getting those wrapped up and so the plan is to move late April uh, early May at the latest so we are back in a groove and moving in that direction Gino let me fill you in on uh, what has become a rather large source of humor for our little half-ash <laughs> community Kip has a brain tumor uh, he's okay but yeah, it is freaking hilarious. <laughs> it is <laughs> the time of your life to poke fun at him for forgetting things or saying things wrong and blame the tumor. It's just great. you got to try it. Yeah, it's awesome. I highly recommend getting a <laughs> golf ball-sized chunk of sludge in your head. Uh, I love you, buddy. You know I that. know. Yep. yep. Well, Almost. I'm not on the notes. You want to save me and take the next one here? Sure, we just got, there's only two more on here, and one we may not even need to mention tonight. Uh, but the next one <coughs> was Fratello Cigars, Omar de Frias. Uh, I talked about these cigars last week because I'd smoked my first one and adored it. I thought it was fantastic, and, and I've got another one in there. I'll uh, write a review up with it and uh, see what I can do with that. Hopefully it's as good as the first. If, if so, it's going to score fantastically. But uh, Fratello has announced that they are putting out a, a uh, shop-exclusive Lancero. It's coming down the pike. It will be available at Stogie's World Class Cigars in Houston, Texas. Uh, I, I'm not at all familiar with that shop, but uh, i got a feeling I just might be, depending on how this next Fratello goes. Um, but, uh, of course, it'll be a 7 by 38 and there's only going to be 500 boxes of 20 total production, so... I said only. I mean, that that is, in terms of cigars, that's a pretty small run, what, 10,000? Um, looking at about 850 a piece, which is not at all bad for a limited run of Lanceros. I think that's pretty good, pretty good, uh, honest price for them there. And yeah. we're looking at them showing up somewhere around February the 6th. So, uh, depending on the your closeness and ties to Stogie's World Class Cigars, you may want to give them a call. Uh, and then, as always, the disclaimer is we have no affiliation with, with that shop. We're just passing along the information because we think uh, you might like to know. Yes, sir. Well, as <clears throat> we uh, wrap up news here, I'm hoping you can answer a question I did not get the answer from in the chat room. I I was trying to recall something, and it's not really related to much that we've discussed, except I know that we've talked about it on the show in the past. Um, did 
do you recall who it was that we spoke with or that we referenced who had had their cigars made um, at Hoya Nicaragua in the past, but since moved their production elsewhere uh, after Drew no. Estate picked up their distribution? No, I don't recall. I saw you guys talking about that in the chat room, and uh, it's not ringing a bell for me. Oh, good gracious. All right, I thought uh, maybe at the transition from news to what else we've been smoking, it might be the opportunity to bring it up to you, but uh, doggone, that tumor of yours is keeping you from remembering things. <laughs> hey, uh, we have helped at least one person tonight. Smoking Steve says that uh, that shop we just mentioned with the Fratello is only about an hour for him, so he's going to get his hands on some of those when they arrive. He sounds hey. pretty excited. <laughs> I, I think if if we told Steve to uh, uh, go pick out just about anything because it's our favorite cigar, I think that he trusts us for some unknown reason and might actually go do it. It's crazy. <laughs> Who'd have thought that people actually care what we say, Kip? It's unbelievable. I don't know. I need to get him to talk to my wife. <laughs> Hey, 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 remember what I told Ron is the family show. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Will Cooper says the company you're looking for is Viaje. That's right. It was Viaje. That's right. Yeah, they did one cigar together early on and then uh, left. That's what it was. Okay. Uh -huh. Thank you. Yeah, still doesn't ring a bell. Stupid tumor. Well, maybe we didn't talk about it on the show. I was talking to somebody else about it, though. I think you're just making stuff up now. I did. <laughs> I, I sent Will an email and told him to put it in the chat room. To <laughs> give me some well, validity. Uh, let's see. We only got one little snippet left here. and There's not a whole lot of information to it, but it's worth mentioning that uh, our old buddy Skip Martin, <laughs> stupid cough now, has uh, put up a picture this week, and it just with a caption. It's a picture of a couple of bundles of cigars, and one or two lit across the top of it, and just with a caption that says, six by 56 blend samples for a new project, a third mark under the Intemperance brand. Amazing. So I thought it was worth mentioning because I'm a huge Romacraft fan. I dig what they do. I love the Intemperance line. Um, of course, that line right now has the, the two marks. The earlier ones he's talking about, I guess, are the uh, EC, the Ecuadorian Connecticut, and the BA, which is Brazilian Aura Paraca. Um, no word on what this new wrapper or blend will be or available sizes, pricing, none of that kind of stuff. But I just put a note in the in the notes that it's never a bad thing to have more intemperance. I, I excitedly look forward to that. I think uh, Roma Craft is... One of the better companies on the planet today for putting out a good, solid value in a cigar. I mean, I, I'm amazed that they're able to keep their pricing where it is and give you the same experience. Um, I, I really like the company. I like how they're doing things. You know, Skip and I are pretty different politically in any number of ways, but I think he's just a great guy with a great heart and uh, and is doing all the right things in building the company. Uh, I'm continually impressed with them. I could not agree more, though uh, I will say I believe I've only smoked one intemperance, so I can't quite add mm. the enthusiasm, uh, but uh, 
Without question, I know well, that they're on my list. I, I'm going to question whether or not you smoked an intemperance, because I don't think anybody could just smoke one. <laughs> Jeez. Actually, you go back in the show, I think that it was uh, it was homework from the show. I had one or two intemperances, intemperance eye, and uh, you said that I needed to go smoke it, because I hadn't. Well, I wasn't wrong. Hmm. I'm smoking <laughs> well, the binder now. Uh, the binder of this? Yeah. Justivo? Gotcha. Well, we're pushing 11.20 already. You want to jump real quick through what else we've been smoking and then talk a little bit more about the Digistivo? I think that is a fantastic idea. And if I recall mm-hmm. correctly, we both got a couple to share here. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll uh, I'll start with my first here, and then I'll let you kind of close us out. You've got a... a a, a veritable novel here to talk about with as many words as you've put onto the one of a your relative, cigars. Relative word. <clears throat> um, my first is uh, an Alec Bradley Tempest Quadrum, which I smoked uh, blind for a review we were doing up at halfash.com's forum. Um, and I did not guess the cigar, but uh, to pat myself on the back just a little bit, I did get uh, Tobacco Origins as well as, uh, apparently, um, my take on the cigar, on the actual tasting of the cigar, was in line with what uh, what was expected of it, what had been discussed, I guess, from the, the source or something along those lines. Um, the gentleman who shared it with me had kind of shared that uh, I seemed to... Uh, hit the nail on the head with the description, which was essentially that this is a cigar that pushes the envelope of what I think is, uh, personally, of what is an acceptable amount of strength, body, richness, flavor. Um, it's just almost too much. You know, if, if people say that Bobby Flay brings big, bold flavors to the culinary arts, um Alan Ruman does uh, just about the same thing to cigars, but I think he goes a little bit too far, or has gone a little too far with this Tempest. Um, it was just too much. As much as I've talked about this this uh, Digestivo being clean and having nice, crisp flavors that are, are defined and complex, um, the Tempest was the absolute polar opposite of that. It left a, a, a coating in my mouth. It it made me at times want to put the cigar down despite the fact that I enjoyed the flavors. Uh, they just didn't line up with my personal preferences. They were too dark, too deep, too rich, too segregated. It didn't feel as if the blend had married. It felt as if it was it was very digital and delineated and separate. Um, and I didn't, uh, I didn't appreciate... I didn't enjoy that, though I appreciated that there were many people who would enjoy that, and I know that that cigar was just so on point with what it was, it had to have been purposefully created in that manner. So while I wouldn't want to smoke it again for personal preference, I certainly would uh, understand why others would do the same. There's definitely a market for that that's out there. It's just not my market. Mm-hmm. 
let's see what I got on here. I got one that is excessively short in description and one that's probably long in description. The first one is the Fumé d'Amour. And I left this short because we just had this as a cigar of the week. But man, I just can't gush about this cigar enough. I, I, it it has quickly <coughs> gotten up there to the top two or three ever out of Illusion for me. I, I just love, love, love that blend. Uh, I don't even remember what he calls the Robusto, <coughs> but that is the one that I really like. And I've, I've smoked through the range now. And I think it's just a phenomenal cigar, and I've never yet had a bad experience, and I've smoked quite a few of them already. And the other was a La Flor Dominicana FPL, which stands or stood for Factory Press Limitado, uh, 2013 edition. This had a couple of iterations, um, came out different times with different markings and all, and to be quite frank, this is an IPCPR sample from 2013 that fell through the cracks and I dug out of the bottom of the humidor. Um, huh. It was six and a quarter by 60, according to the records, but uh, you couldn't tell it because it had a pretty firm press on it, so it was still, you know, 60 in its maximum maximum circumference in one direction, quite a bit smaller in the other uh, on the other axis. And, so it was still comfortable for me. Um, didn't even notice that it would have been called a 60. Um, and an Ecuadorian dark Sumatran wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and Dominican fillers, which is not out of the ordinary for La Florida Dominicana. Um, I put in the notes I wished I'd smoked it right away and bought a few more, e you know, even kind of second-guessing the fact they carried a, a hefty price tag for LFD. It was a 1450 cigar. It was the MSRP. And, these haven't been around for a long time in my neck of the woods anyway, so don't know that I would have invested super heavily in them, but I would have liked to have had a few more around just to, you know, quote-unquote find every once in a while and fire one up. Uh, kind of started out with some mildly leather-like flavors, just that sweet, um, uh, what I'm calling leather, could even be, I mean, if it strays a little bit more into sweetness, it's almost like a gingerbready kind of flavor and, and I know those two mm. things don't go together but but really really pleasant and then it built and got darker and sweeter and, and just had brown sugar in spades uh, throughout the rest of the stick for the, you know the the final two-thirds of it that first third by the end of that it had kind of progressed into that and throughout it, it still kept just enough of a a kick, and, you know, that LFD kind of punch to it to, to keep it really interesting. And uh, I was actually surprised by how much I enjoyed that cigar. In in my mind, everything limited from LFD just kicks me in the pants. And, you know, I, I can tell you how many times I sm smoked a small batch this or a factory press that and just been whipped. But, uh, but this one was pretty much in the medium range, maybe on the heavier end of medium, and just delicious throughout. Uh, I loved it, but regrettably, mm. it was the the only one I had. I, I absolutely am jealous of that. That would uh, there's well up until this point, there's been one LFD that I've been waiting to get my hands on. But I think I'm going to add this to the list. That just sounds like an epic description that I would really enjoy. Oh, it was fantastic. Hmm. Very. <clears throat> Very, very sinfully delectable. Uh, I see you got one more on here with uh, maybe some mixed feelings. 
Oh, you know what? I totally forgot about that. Thanks for the reminder. I do. I, I have... Uh, you know what? I need to make a list of all the brands that I know that I absolutely love that I owe uh, another visit to. Um, today, before the show, I, I was down a while before we started recording, um, digging through the, the singles tray in the, in the humidor and looking, and I saw... A Lou Rodriguez. I had completely forgotten that I had a single loan Habano Rosado Lou Rodriguez Corona. Um, found it and was like a, a a kid who thinks all the Christmas presents are open, only to find there's one more in the back corner behind the tree. It was. Uh, I'd rather almost, be good. Yeah, it was almost giddiness. Um, I lit it up and I was just greeted with that core blend that I love so much from Lou Rod. I really, really love his, uh, the core flavors that come from his cigars. Um, and then, as uh, I got about an inch and a half into the cigar, I started noticing that it wasn't burning any further down, but I was continuing to smoke it. And, you know, it, it took me uh, one or two quick, you know, views of the uh, of the wrapper to realize, oh you know, something's going wrong here. And sure enough, one or two puffs additional, and it started getting a little uh, sour, a little ashy tasting, and not the good ash taste, <laughs> mind you. Um, and lo and behold, the cigar had started tunneling, um, and it continued to do so. I, I tried to uh, mend it. I clipped it off below the tunnel, relit it, and it just continued down. I removed the wrapper, Tried to then touch up the binder as it went along, and it uh, it never corrected itself. So there was a bit of a construction flaw on this one, um, but without question, just an epically beautiful reminder of how much I love the Lou Rodriguez cigars. Oh, love, love, love their blend. I do too. Um, you know, I haven't heard much out of Lou in quite some time now. <clears throat> Matter of fact, last correspondence I had with Lou was last year when I went to the Dominican. He, his daughter had been down there and left some clothes behind at the Berman's house, and I brought them back for her. Hmm. But I, uh, uh, I last did, I heard from Lou was on Stogie Geeks earlier, uh, 2014. Hmm. That was a good episode. Yeah. They're prone to do that. They are prone to do that. Our coopetition. Yeah, one of which is in the chat room tonight. Of course, as, as he often is, spying on us, trying to gleam <laughs> our knowledge. He's trying to get the information he's already reported this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're teasing, Coop. Maybe. <laughs> well, how about we uh, chat up the uh, Digestivo one more time? Well, I, I'll put it this way. I have uh, I have smoked components of this cigar, um, cut off certain leaves, and uh, tried to smoke segments of the cigar. Uh, I can't find a way that I'm not enjoying the flavor that's coming off of it. It's um, it, it, it's not uh, you know what do I want to say here. Um, it's not the greatest cigar you've ever smoked in your life, but it is 
in that that sweet spot of price, it's a cigar that you can reach for every single time and feel like you've gotten a great value for your enjoyment. Um, it, without question, uh, is terrific. I really, really enjoy this cigar, and I'm uh, very pleased that we've been able to focus on it tonight. Yeah, you're such a deconstructionist. <laughs> I know. I, I'm smoking filler leaf right now. That's all I'm doing. I'm holding it together. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, yeah. I, uh, let's see, I got, with my handy-dandy cardboard beat-up half-torn gauge here, I got about two inches left of this bad boy. I think that's the first for tonight. And I'm still liking it, and actually more than like I'm enjoying it quite a bit. The uh, You guys were kind of mentioning berry flavors early on, and I guess maybe I didn't really start getting that heavily until maybe the halfway point, but right now it, it's just shining. I mean, the, the cigars really hit the stride, and, and I'm loving it, and, and I'm still just intrigued by the sweetness and at the same time feeling like it was kind of savory. You know, it, it causes a, a salivary response to, for me in the way that a savory food would, and I'm grooving on it. I'm digging it. Hmm. And I got to tell you, the uh, I've not really done much of anything with the burn on this thing, and it has just stayed near perfect throughout. I, and and again, we talked about the construction, and I I can't find any flaw with the construction on these. And I you know, I took the other one out of the cellophane, looking it over, and wholeheartedly agree with the the comments you made on the wrapper. And you know, it's a beautiful wrapper. I'm, I'm looking at this other one that I haven't smoked yet here. I can see it's a lot of tooth on it that maybe I don't don't quite have so much on the one I'm smoking tonight, and just a a lovely wrapper. I I have to say, if I smoke this cigar blind, there is zero doubt in my mind that I would have pegged it as uh, um, a broadleaf, and I probably would have said Pennsylvania broadleaf. I don't know how often Pennsylvania broadleaf is used as wrapper, but it just had. <clears throat> it to me it very distinctively crisp that that broadleaf flavor that I've just that is just so popular crisp and as well as savory you know it really kind of is what you've discussed in this cigar that sweet savory sensation all rolled into one um, I attributed that to that wrapper but mm. mm-hmm. I like it it gets my seal of approval if I could just get a retailer somewhere close by in the next three months, I may have some to take with me to me. <laughs> I only have, I don't I don't have I have one House of Emilio retailer and I don't recall seeing this on their shelves, but uh Well Sigfed sells six packs. Smoke and Steve told us. Well there you go. Well it's a very good experience and uh, a hell of a nightcap to a day. Oof. Hell of a digestivo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come on, man. You got something to answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I know. are we about ready to wrap this joker up? Yes, sir. I think we are. I'm uh, I'm actually prone to hit the hay early tonight. I, I had a tough day today, man. I, I had to work, actually. Physical labor. Well, you know, I spent my day working from Tampa Humidor today. Yeah, I know, because I got like five emails and 12 text messages and... <laughs> Hey, yeah, I yeah, had yeah. to go down and pick up something for a friend, and that is the honest truth. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just dragged my computer with me and worked from there today. I uh, I was standing ankle deep in uh, busted frozen water pipe dripping from the ceiling of a two million dollar house's study that has an authentic tin ceiling that every single nail hole in this ceiling was draining water. It was like I was standing in the world's largest rain shower, under the world's largest <laughs> rain shower head. The rainforest shower head. <laughs> oh, man, it was, oh, man, such disaster. So I worked <laughs> my butt off and had to fix a pipe and had to find the pipe that exploded. That was fun. So. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, especially when it's, I guess it's good that it's not my house, but, you know, watching homeowners just sitting there, oh, no. Oh no! What's happening? And then me having to do all the work sucks. Yeah, let's oh, just well. move this stuff out. This is your new shower. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, oh well, folks, we are very thankful that you joined us tonight or this week when you download the show, as ninety-nine percent of you will who are hearing my voice right now. Um, what am I? Doing? Oh, next week. We are having one of Craig's cigars as our cigar of the week, which will be a Partagas Serie D4. Interesting. You have my attention. And sure. uh, in, in the meantime, if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can get us at Craig at halfashed.com or Kip at halfashed.com. We'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, concerns, complaints, compliments, whatever you got, throw them at us. Uh, we love getting your emails and Throw them into the show when we get the chance, and uh, you can also send us uh, an email to those addresses if you got an unbanded you would like to send in, and uh, we'll connect you with an address to mail them to. And if you have a uh, suggestion for an unbanded that you would like us to have sourced, you can email that to info at halfashed.com, where my wife will take care of getting the cigars and taking the bands off for us, and uh, we will be none the wiser. And... Uh, Consider yourselves to have an open invite to halfashed.com. Come on over, join us on the forum. Uh, continue to have a growing, fun community over there, learning a lot. Had an excellent um, schooling on Wynadors this week from Zedman, which was really cool. Uh, Holy crap, it was. Dug it. it was. Yeah, yeah. It's worth coming to the forum just to check out that post. And uh, you can also find us uh, either individually or Halfash page on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, of course, the forum again, or wherever. Uh, we're pretty easy to get in touch with. Yes, sir. Well, as I'm dying from the smoke here off this cigar, um, tonight uh, tonight's show is going to go out to a little bit of a uh, an odd, but hopefully understandably uh, focused on... Um, individual or series of individuals and it's the the boys behind bodega I uh, I was not just blowing smoke up anybody's rear end when I was talking about how uh, they truly seem to be genuine folks who had a genuine product and a genuine love for what it was that they were involved in um, that's nice to see got a great vibe uh, during the interview and a great vibe chatting with Gino in the chat room and certainly Ron uh, uh, over video call here I had a great time and it's nice to hear that there are people who um, are good folks you know not douchebags as I said in uh, in the <laughs> chat room <laughs> so tonight's show goes out to you guys you uh, 
you made it more enjoyable than it normally is, and that's hard to do because it's pretty darn enjoyable most nights. So, gentlemen, I appreciate it, and uh, this one goes out to you. So, also to all of you who are downloading the show, whenever it is you're listening to it, Friday night, Saturday, during the week, driving to work, whatever it may be, we want to say good night, everybody, and thank you for listening. Thank you.